Hi everyone, Rowan Odom here. We're pleased to showcase Vast Horizon, an award-winning audio drama podcast. Join Dr. Nalira Ek, an agronomist, as she awakens on a spaceship en route to populate a new solar system. The ship is plagued by issues, and she seems to be the only living soul on board. She will have to fight tooth and nail in the midst of an uncaring void to survive. The world building is meticulous and expansive, and the complete story awaits you without the need to wait on new releases. Featuring the voices of over 50 actors, an award-winning sound design that will place you in the heart of the action. Find Vast Horizon however you listen to podcasts, or find out more about the show at vasthorizonpodcast.com. Subscribe today to experience new things, new people, and new skies. This episode is brought to you in part by BroadlyEpi.com. Whether you want to level up your public health or programming skills for free, want to rent a scientist, or just keep up to date with some of the latest research in public health, go check out BroadlyEpi.com. They also offer custom software solutions for both quantitative and qualitative data analysis and have some tools ready-made on the website. BroadlyEpi.com. Epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello, listeners. This is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Brought to you by Twin Strangers Productions. So do I just start talking? Uh, hold on, Nano. Let me just start this. If you could state your name for the... Sorry. Have you started yet? Hey, Kuya. Oi, Miss Lil. <laughs> what are you... Wait. You're having my sister interview me? I'll be conducting the interview. I'm just here for transcription. Nice. When did you move up to entity encounter transcription? Uh, a month ago. You seriously don't remember my promotion? Grads? Oh, man. I'm sorry, Lou. <clears throat> Lou. Lou, can you please stay quiet for the interview? I told you and Dad all about it. We had a little party and everything. Oh, yeah. 
You invited Chess over, but he was out of there fast when Dad started grilling him about you, too. <laughs> yeah. Dad doesn't have to worry about that anymore. What? Did something happen between you? I actually liked him. Could you two save this conversation for later? I'd like to get lunch soon. Er, sorry. Sorry. My name's Arnell. Uh, Goliath. And you live here, in God's Peak? Would you be interviewing me if I didn't? We do take entity accounts from visitors, yes. We get priestesses on their pilgrimages, and pretty often... Lou. Uh. <laughs> okay, Arnell, just tell us about your entity encounter. There's this dream I've been having about the moon. Which one? That's the thing. In the dream, there's technically only one moon at any given moment, but the creator made seven, one for each night. Sounds slightly religious, but interesting. In your dream, there was only one moon? One per night. That's what I was told when I asked about the moon, at least, and that's only one version of the history. The sky didn't look all that different from how it usually does. It was just a single moon. Really strange. Just to be clear, so that the documentation committee can keep track, you didn't see our seven moons. Just one. Mm-hmm. But you were told about there being a different moon per night, one for each day of the week? Right, yeah. I'm not really sure if I'd personally be able to tell the difference between each of the seven moons if I was alone. So the voice... No, the choir. The chorus explained it. A chorus? Non-corporeal, right? Lou, please let me conduct the interview. Not a chorus. The chorus. Hmm. Was it like the winds we hear outside at night? Non-corporeal, like Lou said? I'm not sure, honestly. The winds are lost human spirits, right? Can you hear that? That's right. Well, almost. They're not all just lost spirits. Some are trapped. And they can actually be malevolent or benevolent, but... Are you writing this down? Y yeah Arnell, did you only want us to document this chorus of yours? Our department can't really log the details about these moons. Unless you think that there's an entity creating illusions in your mind. That could also be what's hiding the other moons. And with this being a dream, it's not a verifiable entity encounter right now. Not through me. You'll need an assessment with a specialist, to be sure. But I can at least make a note of the chorus, so that the Academy can start documenting similar accounts. No, I told you, it's not hiding the other moons. You only see one of them per night. <sighs> anyway, there's a little more to what the chorus was saying. They told me that... In the end, there's just one moon left out of the seven. The end? That's why I'm here. 
they told me about a legend, well, that's what they called it. An old story about the seven moons and a giant sea serpent that eats them. <laughs> You're here to tell us about the story of Bakanava, the moon eater. <laughs> uh, Arnel, you know entity studies doesn't deal in religious legends, scripture, or miracles anymore. We don't even keep track of non-sentient beasts performing what looks like ritualistic behavior. Not with our department. You want something like that, you'll probably have to talk to the priestesses about who keep that kind of information. You could try the mages first, though. There's nothing miraculous about a massive hungry snake that eats moons. That's not what I was trying to say. Arnell, Lou, can you please... Why are you two staring at each other? He's also not a god in their version of the legend. Arnell, regardless, he's part of a system of beliefs, and we can't document that you had a dream centered around a legend. At this point, I'm not even sure I should make a log about that chorus. Hey, I'm serious. I get it. Visions and odd dreams are hard to ignore, but you need a specialist. I can't submit this account myself. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I already know of a Malfurn's religion based on what the Chorus told me. We see all of our moons, right? Which means we would notice if ours blipped out one at a time, wouldn't we? I need to tell you about a young sect teaching new doctrine around an ancient being. And I know no one here has written this down because you're going to think it's purely mythical and not rooted in reality. But I'm telling you... This department doesn't document information on new forms of faith. What if they're dangerous? Report it. We don't investigate religious activity. I'm sure both of you are aware of that. Maybe you need a second to recount what each of our departments is actually capable of. You know what? If you two are done with the interview, I'm going to get something to eat in town. Lou, I'll leave the keys here. Make sure you lock up when you two are done glaring at each other. Toss the transcription. See you later, Arnel. Arnell, what the fuck? We can't just pretend we don't know anything. We don't know anything. We do. You just don't remember. That's not fair. Lo, I'm not making fun of you. I know it's not your fault. But we have to tell someone about what they did to us on the peninsula. Someone needs to know what's happening back home. So, what did the chorus tell you about Bakunawa? How did humanity stop it? We made noise. A lot of noise. <sighs> they weren't even listening to you. What a dick. <gasps> Language! <laughs> Shut up! Ah, truce! Truce! Uh, they're probably right. No one's going to listen to me about this. There's too much history built up around it, and none of what they teach in their temple here lines up with what we learned about Bakunawa back home anyway. I'll find a mage and see if they can help. Oh, maybe you can ask Chess... Sis... Ters... Er... My bad.
You want to tell me what happened between you and Chess? No. I... I meant to tell you. It was just last week and we're... It's complicated. We're trying to stay friends. I don't really want to think about it. You want to go foraging after work? Keep yourself busy? There's a place I think you'd recognize out in the forest with these wild glowing mushrooms. I feel like you mentioned it back when you were volunteering. Sorry, I I can't. I need to look into some Sigbin sightings, which means I need to brush up on how you actually deal with those weird goatish creatures. Hey, we can find one when we're out. They say if you catch a Sigbin, it brings wealth and luck. We'll be rich enough to quit work altogether. Yeah, sure. You know they suck blood, yeah? Long tails, smell bad. Like, really bad. I don't actually want to catch one. Massive ears that clap to disorient you. Oh, yeah. And they walk backwards. Can you imagine? Just walking along in the forest, picking up some big night to make some jam. And bam! Between the red berries, you see some glowing red eyes. Come on. I don't want to go into the forest alone after that. <laughs> Wimp. Nerd. Fine. Be boring. Study your creepy creatures. But, hmm, Big Nye One might be worth an encounter. <laughs> hey, don't go out on your own. I'm serious. Arnell.